Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the car. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. All right. So first of all, hi, everyone. My name is George Soroy. I'm going to be your moderator for this for this artist duel. Thank you. It's his first run at this. Okay. Last night, last night was my last night was my first ever. Well, first ever author artist duel. So but this is going to be a lot of fun. So if if you would, please, please welcome our artist for this duel. Bo Hampton, Alex Saviak, please give him a hand. Hey. All right. Yes. All right, so we have, it is 107 right now, so what we're going to do is we're going to have these gentlemen work three different sketches in 10-minute intervals. Three? Three, yep. So what I'd like you guys to do, you guys are going to be the ones controlling this whole thing. What I'd like you to do is to shout out a character name, please. A character name. A a Scooby-Doo character. All right. And can I get a, (laughs) can I get an action, please? Running. All right. A Scooby-Doo character running. Wait a second. That's only... I've, I haven't heard from the rest of the crowd. <laughs> well, yeah. How about somebody else? Let's somebody see. has to draw it, buddy. You guys can feel free to, to chime in. Anybody... Yes. Any, I said not it. It's Alex. What did you say? I'm making something worse. No, 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 no. We both have to draw the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Right. That's... That's not, John Hubert and I did it. Not, it's who, it's who gets... It's who gets the... the same yeah. thing. <laughs> The duel is that I called not it, all right? And I totally <laughs> just washed him up by making him do it. There's nothing. Wa- there's no washing going on right now. All here. right, I'll try Scooby Doo. Okay. All right, all right, that's good. That's it. He's so Scooby Doo running. So we got a ten, yeah. So you got a ten minute, ten minutes timer for oh, it. We don't need ten minutes. Give us like three minutes or something. Three minutes. Jeez. We want to do more characters. This let time. him. Wow, I... Let him moderate the panel, will you? <laughs> I'll meet you in the middle. I'll go with. I'll go with five minutes. Okay, okay. in How five minutes you cannot. Like Normally they go until like about quarter till. So, okay, yeah, yeah. That right, that, should, that should it. get that should give me oh, enough time Scooby-Doo. to unpack up and get over to the creator stage and then back right, over here the next hour. Out. So yeah, so okay, first all right, of all, so we got. to me. Let me, let me. I'm sorry, Mr. Moderator. Yes. I'm trying to take over. Uh, you're golden, <laughs> but I want to ask them. And you're Goldman. I, so, right. <laughs> there you go. Help me. Does Scooby have? Pointy ears, or does he have floppy ears? You can look on your phone. I'm, oh, you can? Of course you can. I'd rather ask them. Well, okay, it was your idea. What did you think? She was thinking of Thelma or Daphne or... Oh, Thelma. Okay, we can do Thelma. Oh, one of those characters. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Shaggy, you know. Oh, oh, I'll do Shaggy. All right, there we go. All right. All right, so we got... So the five-minute timer has begun. Okie doke. All right. Now, as does we... Does Thelma have to be running? Velma, no, she could be crawling, look for her glasses, whatever. Okay. But she said running, so okay. so running from running. something that took her glasses. I don't know, but okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. So first of all, I gotta just to ask both of you, and this is just a universal question: What was it that really got you involved in getting into comics in the first place? What was it that inspired you to get into it? Oh, for me, I don't know, but okay. So, so here's what I'm. And this is where I'm at right now, Jackie. Right? <laughs> and the reason I'm there oh is because this kind of hair 
reminded me, and the reason I was responding to that character so quickly, is because it reminds me of Wart from Sword and Stone. And Sword and Stone mm. was the first Disney movie I saw when I was a kid that basically just turned me into an adventure aficionado and drawing aficionado from, from the time I was five or six. And this type of hair, they always do, they, they have, I don't know if Shaggy even has that, but I know he has the angular kind of front that kind of kicks off to the side or something, and that was right out of Disney's Sword in the Stone character. And that was my first introduction to it. And, and I'm weird because I had two introductions when I was very young, and one, one side of it was innocent like that, and the other side was completely diabolical. It was, it was B-rate horror movies of the 60s. And so you're talking about, I don't know, I saw Horrors of the Black Museum when I was five years old. And this has, has a, a man over a woman's head coming down in the ceiling, and he takes a, chandel, a candelabra that's got points on it and uses it as a guillotine. This is the kind of thing I was exposed to. So, Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do. I have two ways. So even my, the comics that I do, that I love to do, always have a little, I like a little bit of a dark mood to it. Even if it's not necessarily sinister or, or bad, but it, it, I gravitate toward a darker, a night shot as opposed to a daytime shot. I'm saying so. Those two things. Nice. Well, it's a shame. That's not a shame. We're not opposed to St. Louis. This is Vincent Price's home. I'm sorry. This is Vincent Price's hometown. So we're not opposed to Little Blood. Okay. Very true. Very is true. it really? Is Vincent Price was here? Sure is. Oh, okay, cool. That, yeah. yeah. My hearing. I, I sucked for hearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alex, what about you? What got what uh, got you inspired to get into oh, all this? Oh well, when let's see when. When I was a little kid and black and white television at home and we got to, I got to see Superman and that was kind of neat and then my dad would bring home the Sunday newspapers and they had the Phantom and Flash Gordon and all those cool guys in there and uh, I was an avid cartoon watcher and then when my dad brought me home my first Superman Superman comic in 1958 I'm going to say okay he uh, I kind of fell in love with oh my god they I got a comic book here Instead of just reading six panels on a Sunday, okay, here I am reading all these pages, and it was so cool. And so I started drawing my own little things, okay, and that would that kind of that was really that 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 influence, the spark, as you say, to get me to really like storytelling and that kind of stuff. Excellent, excellent. So we have one minute twenty seconds left for this round. The pressure is on. Mine's not winning awards <laughs> at this point. It started off golden with the, the whole thing. But well, it's it, it will be an, an award for someone for a lucky person here. So there's that. So. Well, they're not living right. <laughs> so what was so have you got you oh, you both crap. his looks good. You both oh, have done these minute. sort of things before, right? I'm sorry. You both have done these these sort of duels in the no, past as well, right? No, only the real thing. Yeah. I slapped his face. Cries and then, uh, we guns. <laughs> yeah, we no, no, I used swords and I impaled him many a time. <laughs> uh, he and I, we met at Will Eisner's class in 1975 or six. Wow, I, yeah, it's disputable, but um, we were both in Will's comic book drawing class. I came from South Carolina to up there. Will, uh, I mean, Alex lived in, I guess, Long Island, yeah. And he had been there for one year before me at the school. Oh, wow. But we both went to Eisner's class. And to a large extent, he was both of our mentors. I, I went on to work for Will for a year as an assistant after the, after the class. Wow. And, and Alex basically was indigent for... What? <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> he had no job. I mean, what? He's living in his first basement. He, he, said, he said, Mom, What'd you yeah, say? I became a first baseman? <laughs> what? They're like, honey, when are you getting out of here? And okay. he's like, Mom, All right. good gig. Is that what's, his, what's that guy's name? Oh, Shaggy. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's homeless Shaggy. 
Homeless Shaggy. Okay. <laughs> All right, Bo, if you can show, put yours down right over here, please. If okay. I can, yeah, just put it right over here so that way we can. Well, let's see. Alex, we got yours. So that way we can put it on the, on the oh, screen on here. Oh, screen? Okay. Yeah. So here we have Velma running. Are you I'm seeing really it? Good. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I want to see it on the screen. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> is, the whole thing, is the whole thing in there? Just about, yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's bring it up a little bit. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dan Spiegel did drew everything. And here we have... And here we have Shaggy. Homeless Shaggy. <laughs> Homeless Shaggy. Yeah. Also, unfortunately, if you look at his hand, it's arthritic Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no starting over with a marker. See, Alex, Alex wisely brought a pencil. This is pretty permanent. All right, can I get a show of hands? Which one prefers Bo's picture? I do. All right. And Alex. Looks like Alex wins that round. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. So what happens and, uh, now? Now we now we get to see which two lucky winners are taking are taking the the two sketches the two sketches home. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Have your numbers. First one we got is four zero zero one nine zero. There you All go. All right. Come on up. And how does that work? Do they get a choice or yeah? Or they do get the choice. Mm -hmm. So they're probably going to choose mine. Probably. And then the next person's going to get stuck with yours. Oh. <laughs> how did you remember exactly Come on up. Yep. What? No, I had, exactly I had it on my phone. Oh, well, see? No, that's cheating. I told you you can use... I told you you can use your phone, but you're too busy insulting me. So, me to cheat. You're welcome. I didn't know that from memory. Were you kidding me? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I was thinking that's amazing if you did. Well, shit, I should have let you... Alex, I knew this from memory. Well, there you go. <laughs> and the next winner is 400189. All right, oh, come on up. Oh, there you go. Wait, you got to get this? Yeah. <laughs> 20 bucks. Oh, oh man. <laughs> there you go. Well, Congratulations. I'll be glad to sign it for you later. Okay, thank you. It comes with an ibuprofen for that poor guy's hand. <laughs> oh, boy, let me get up my phone now. We shouldn't be allowed. No, we can't do that anymore. Don't do that. Oh, anymore. that's baloney. No, no, no. I've got all this I mean, time to do a sketch. These people, these people want something that looks like something representational. Wait, I want to see all what. Right. Did you copy the exact pose and everything? No, I just had a. I'll show you what I had. Okay? <laughs> just to show you how creative I am. That's what I had. Right there. Nah. That's what I used <laughs> to have her running. Why'd you change the hair then? She was running. It's flopping in the wind. <laughs> but it didn't grow 12 inches. <laughs> Never doing this. Never All right, so for this one, for yeah, this round, we're going to give you guys 10 minutes. Okay. We'll give you guys 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So, guys, th all right, I want everyone to, th to think of a character, but really, like, think of some, some detail here. Wolverine. Okay. All right, all right. Wolverine. Wolver anybody else? Okay, Wolverine. Now, can I get an action? Eating pineapple. <laughs> eating, okay. Eating. I, I got a burger, I got a pineapple, we'll go with eating. So, okay. all right. Are you going to use your phone? No. <laughs> I might need it for the pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> need it for the pineapple? All right, so this one's a 10-minute 10 10 minute block. And so so you guys, so what was it like working with... Oh, no, uh, you're not doing this to me again. Uh, oh, you really? talk to him. I'm drawing. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is part of the job. This is no, part, this know, part of the fun part. Yeah. So, so, so what was it like working with, working with Will Eisner? 
Oh, me. Well, it was, it was great because Will was a very stern taskmaster. He wanted what he wanted, but on the other hand, he knew I was like 19, 20 years old and mm-hmm. I could only give him so much. Yeah. And, and he was he was very patient. And he stressed storytelling more. No matter how good a drawing was that I did at any given point, mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter if, if I didn't tell the story the simplest, most direct way possible. Yeah. He and Alex Toth are both very much in that school of thinking where it's got to be a quick read, you know. And every single other element comes behind that. And so it's a really good thing to learn. Excellent. Excellent. Alex, what was it like going through the, the Eisner School? Well, I'd have to echo Bo's sentiments. For me, it was uh, the best part of the going in, into his class was, well, he kind of refined some of the things that I, my way of thinking about storytelling, whatever. And even though I was fairly self-taught, it took Will to show me, give me a whole bunch of pointers on things that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of stuff kind of sticks with you of your entire life. And I remember he, I was, I don't, I don't want to say this to pat myself on the back, but. Then no. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, I was one of the, considering how, how poorly some of the people drew and told stories in the class, he was generous with his time in giving them more of his time. Yeah. So he would look at my stuff or look at Bo's stuff and say, okay, you're coming along okay, or something like that, and we'd get cheated out of Will's time. Yeah. But there were times where he'd say, okay, listen, meet me at my office, and, we'll, and I remember him giving me two or three hours just going through something, and that, that whole, the whole semester was worth it for those two or three hours that we spent together where he really just looked he at everything. He would take us after class across the street to Amy's where they had, uh, I guess it was Turkish? It's Greek. Greek, Greek yeah. uh, cuisine. And Will liked to eat there after lunch, leaving from School of Visual Arts before he would get on the train to go back to White Plains. And oh, so he nice. would allow us to join him, mm-hmm. walk across the street and get something to eat. So it would be like five or six kids dragging around like little chickens with the mother hen or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and he would just patiently sit there and just take any lame questions that we had and sacrifice his lunch, basically, yeah. to answer our questions. And we'd already been with him for two, three hours, depending on the length of the class. So we were just that hungry. Yeah. The ones that went with him were the, the ones that later got into comics. Like me, Alex, Walter Brogan. Yeah. I think Walter was there. I think, uh, I know, I'm not sure if he went with us, but Jimmy. Jimmy. Editor. Calfieri. Uh, oh, jo- Joey Cal- Cavalieri. Joey, Joey Cavalieri. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at least five or six people from the classes that we were in yeah. got into comics mm-hmm. and became relatively successful. Wow. That's that's fantastic. And and. That's great that Will was, a, was so giving of his time, yeah. you know, yeah. for you guys as well. Yeah. So once you, once you got to learn from him and everything, what was it like actually like getting into the field and really kind of getting your feet wet in there? Well, I was still in um, New York and, uh, when, when I first got in because I'd, 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 I'd worked for Will mm-hmm. uh, for 70, in 78 for one year. And I got my first gig, which was drawing for Epic Magazine, Marvel's mm-hmm. Epic Magazine. A takeoff on Beware the Jabberwock by Lewis Carroll. Oh, wow. I, and, I, and painted it and did it with, and sold it to, to him. And I went back to Will's class because that's what everybody did. Yeah. We we're going to go brag and say, we got in, you know. And it was great for Will because Will's like, these are my students and look how long it took. And now they're already, but I mean, you're in New York City, so that's more likely to happen. Right. And, but it was a good setup for everybody. So I would take the pages in and show them to Will and everything and, and the class. And they would all just kind of stand around. It's like, now we're the pros. Yeah. So we, we love doing that. Excellent. Oh, yeah, we were called Eisner's Raiders. Eisner's Raiders. That's what he called us, yeah. That's fantastic. 
We he, got lo- he loved it when we got, when we would come back and talk to the classes and let them know that hey, look, we just got we just got in like last year, but we we were we persevered. We worked on our stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't be lazy about it. You gotta be passionate. You gotta do what you gotta do in order to. You gotta do the time before you can go ahead and do the it. crime. Gang, yeah, the crime, whatever. Yeah. So we got five minutes left on this one. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, because he spent a lot of time talking, see, so he had the distraction. Now that I'm done, you can ask me a question. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what was it when, what, what did it feel like when you started working on a particular character that really kind of struck you and you were just like, yes, I, I'm, this is someone that I really need to oh, keep yeah, on drawing? When I, well, growing up, I mean, I was both DC and Marvel fans, and, mm-hmm. but uh, I started with DC. Obviously, Marvel didn't exist until 1962, really, yeah. and when I was 10. But before that, I was into DC. So uh, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, The Flash, and Green Lantern was one of my favorites, the Justice League of America. Yeah. And uh, when I got to DC in 1977, in May, I was doing a couple of short stories here and there. It was like warm-ups, I guess. And then at one point in July, the art director asked me if I wanted was interested in doing a Green Lantern story. And I said, sure. Yeah. So I went into the office and met the editor, and he wanted to see some samples of how I would draw Green Lantern. And I turned those in a couple of days later, and I walked out of there with my first Green Lantern story written by Denny O'Neill. Really? Yeah, who, I mean, I admired with the run that he had with Neil Adams and stuff with issue 76, and my, my issue was number 100. Oh, wow. So I had worked with some of these other different writers for every story that I did. There were about four or five little stories, whether it was a horror or a war story or something, sci-fi thing. And because they were small, I mean, some of these writers did not know how to write a story in five or six pages. They would cram ten pages into those five, and they'd give you seven, eight, nine panels a page with lots of dialogue and all these different art directions. And you're going, how am I supposed to do this? Right, it's just like the dialogue would take up like about three-fourths of each panel. Oh, in some know, so, case, yeah. yeah, so you'd have to kind of basically somehow quickly pencil in the dialogue to give you so see how much room you had, and then you go, wow, I got a panel this big, and I got this much room to draw. Wow. But, hey, it had to be lettered. The story had to be there. So that was, that was kind of disconcerting. I mean, I didn't particularly like that. But, yeah. well, I got the uh, Green Lantern gig, so that was cool. Excellent. You were drawing but, that in the class, right? In Will's class, you, you started drawing on Green Lantern stories. Oh no, no, no! I was I was out of Will's class already. I was it was a year after Will's class that I got. Like, do you remember how we had the, the uh, School of Visual Arts magazine? Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a Tarzan story. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Nice, Bo. What about you? What was the first character that really kind of struck you and made you want to keep on drawing them? A character like comics character? Yeah. I'm totally Kirby now. Yeah. Fantastic Four, man. Go. Yeah. I saw that. Didn't come to D.C. until I was a lot smarter. Really? <laughs> <laughs> a lot older. I mean, I started gravitating more toward Bernie Wrights and then the romantic, what I call romantic, like Kaluta and people that were, it was all based on the old illustrator style, Rosetta and Williamson. Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. come into that until until later, like when I was. Mm. But, but I think everybody kind of, you couldn't help but be characters in that time period. You know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like they were just coming out one after the other, the yeah. way that they were. The way oh, they I were remember I had out. a scrounge to get my... DC comics and then when I got my first Marvel comic and then I then they had that little yellow box where they would say other books coming out this month and you would see some coming attractions and I'm going oh my god Spider-Man Fantastic Four Iron Man Thor Ant-Man where am I going to get these this money yeah but even in those days when they were 12 cents mm-hmm. you'd need a dollar 
so that you could buy eight comics. I mean, where am I going to get that? Yeah, I mean, they were basically <laughs> just kind of playing catch up, really. But at the same yeah. time, like once they caught up, it was just like they were just zooming past. Like well, everything. you know, was I, I remember bringing back old so- soda bottles, two cents for I was a can. Say that. Yeah. yeah, five cents for a big that's one. That's how you make money for comics. And that's Collect you know, them on the side of the street. Yeah, bring old bottles. I think, I think we just got hacked. <laughs> I was going to say. I thought that gentleman in the back is asking us a question, but he doesn't have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? that was weird. Interesting. Yeah. So we got about, well, there's less about 15 seconds left on the timer, so well, we'll go done. ahead and... we're both done. Yeah. We'll go ahead and cancel that. All right. So, Alex, you won the last one, so let's go ahead and have you go first. Let's go ahead and swing that around. Said, didn't he say Pineapple. Well, you said, you know, one, one set of, one set of burger, one set of pineapple. So we just uh, said eating. Okay. But we got great. We got, we have a burger and we have a pineapple. So that's perfect. <laughs> People who are allergic to either one should not pick that drawing if you win. <laughs> All right. And Bo, let's see what you got. It's got a pineapple. Nice. <laughs> it looks like a giant hand grenade though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Show of hands. Which one prefers Bo's picture? Three. How about uh, Alex's picture? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. All right. We got two zero here on Alex. People didn't like the hand grenade. Oh, you won that one too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we only have one more to do, so I've won the series. Oh, <laughs> yay. I did. Okay. Well, you... <laughs> All right. And our first winner. And remember, you guys get your pick of which one you want for the first winner. Four zero zero one nine five. Okay. There you are. Come on up. And which one would you like? Oh, we got the pineapple. pineapple. Oh, we got the moral victory here. Somebody, it's a pyrrhic victory. <laughs> well, it's healthier food. See the burger? You know, yeah, they nice. should have took one look at that. That's not even a quarter pounder. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have so any red. <laughs> and our next winner is 400187. There we go. All right. All right. All right. Here and we got the winner of the burger. Here you go, my friend. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Okay. So round three. Let's let's finish this one up with round three. We're going to go for another ten minutes. Okay. And so, someone please throw out a character name. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. All right. Doing something or what? What is the action? What is the action? Eating pizza. Eating pizza. All right. Can we go with that? Sure. Are you using your? I can draw one of those guys. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do ten minutes, but for this ten minutes, I want to open up the open up the eating, floor to questions. Eating pizza, yep. oh, they well, love pizza. Right. There you go. All right, so does anyone have a question for Bo or Alex, or both? Don't all rush. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Today, the most recent comic that was Tarzan, so I like that a lot. That came out from Dark. But since then, I've been doing a lot of Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff, John Carter and those characters. And I'm, I, I am really drawn to, to having a, a, a character who looks more like a person, a regular person, who's in an extraordinary situation. I always have been. I mean, I, my, my, I go back to, like, Sinbad, Jack the Giant Killer. Those were the heroes. And I just never got that far past that. And I, I didn't really want to. I wanted to. I wanted to see what artists could do making that interesting. And so I can relate to it more than I can, like, even Captain America that's gotten to be what I call a pinhead in terms of physique, is just so unreal to me that I can't really relate to him as a character. 
So I'm always wanting to do John Carter or something like that because it's a person who could exist. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that kind of thing, and I'm going to probably collect a lot of these drawings that I've been doing in that genre and, and, and collect them into a, a book, of, a retrospective of mine. But that would include like Adam Strange from the 60s, those kinds of characters, uh, the Silver Age characters, mm -hmm. because they're more like people, body types. And so I'm collecting all that and putting out a book. And Excellent. Alex, what about you? Well, I've been, I work on the Phantom character in the purple suit there in mm -hmm. the jungle for a company in Sweden. And so I just finished doing a book for them. Usually if I do work for them, it's one book a year because they've got a ton of artists that have been doing it for a long time. So just for me to sneak in and do that. Right. Also working on an independent thing that just got kickstarted called the Master, Welcome the Masters. And it's an independent thing featuring heroes that were, I guess they're almost like public domain from the 40s. Oh, they've very been cool. redesigned, and they've created a whole thing with villains. It's a five-issue thing. The first issue had a successful Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's all in print now, and it's ready to be sent out. I've Sounds got great. three pages in the first issue, and I'll have 14 pages in the third issue. Nice. So, and then and I did a, I provided a cover for number five. And then also I've been doing variant covers for Marvel for the last couple of years, mm -hmm. primarily for the Symbiote Spider-Man series. Oh, very right, nice. With Venom. The first, the first five issues series was Venom. The second one was Hobgoblin. And the third one was the, I think, King in Black or something like that, the leader of the Symbiotes. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I've, and I also got to do a variant cover for a spider a spider ham nice okay so that was a lot nice <laughs> that is awesome now i'm i'm curious to know like what it, your thoughts on how the comic industry has changed throughout the years i mean there was mainly marvel and dc now there's marvel dc image idw dark horse and like all these other all these other companies before what I your, answer that, yes before he answers, mm -hmm. what kind of clothing do they have the turtles yeah. no no they have no, no. All, all shells yeah yeah. <laughs> what about the front side? No, just, they got the. They have band. They You'd have, rather not think about it. There's yeah. This thing called shadows. Yeah. Belts, yeah. Oh, belts and swords. Okay, okay. Belts, yeah. I'm sorry, your question is. Uh, so, like, what are your thoughts on how the industry has changed over the decades? Oh, uh, well, most guys my age would say it's much worse, tend to agree with them, but it's always, you got to take it from a grain of salt. I mean, even Alex Health and, and people like that would always look to their heroes that they yeah. love and, and want to see more stuff that was either influenced by that mm -hmm. or that itself. Yeah. And it's a rare entity like Roy Crinkle or somebody like that that has an appreciation ongoing throughout the generation. Right. So I, I just, I, I'm still just drawn to the stuff that I like and yeah. stuff that I want to draw. Mainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alex, what are your thoughts? Well, unfortunately, at, at this stage, you see some fans come by and they go, Oh, wow, I love your style. It's like old school. I don't even think they know what that means. It's just that they've heard that, that phrase bandied about because right. we're not, let's say, we're not in demand in the industry like we were at one time. And right. so editors will give you, say, well, we, we're, we're, you're kind of old school and we want to keep up with the times and blah, blah, blah. And there's still a lot of work being handed out to guys like me and Bo because we know how to tell a story. Yeah. We can draw well. Mm -hmm. And really, what are, those are the two main ingredients for drawing a good comic, yeah. okay? Yeah. So just because you don't draw like the next flavor of the week or in some cases, when I look at, let's say, Marvel in DC, 
and I see some of these artists come by that have kind of like a dark style. It looks like they've been drawing people on a on a park bench. Yeah. And they're kind of they're realistic looking, but they don't look heroic. But yet they put them in a Superman costume. They put them in a Batman costume. They're kind of like grubby and grungy looking. And the editor goes, "Wow, this is cool. It's so new, so different. We got to hire this guy." And yeah. In the meantime, you're going. Why? That stuff looks ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, hey, it is what it is. I'm not fighting it. I still have... And it's still, I know I still have fans that appreciate what I do. Mm-hmm. Primarily the Phantom guys. They don't like the so-called new school, newfangled art that yeah. people are putting out there. They kind of like the way I draw. So, hey, as long as that's good, I'm happy with it. Excellent. Anyone else have a question for this round? Oh, what's your least favorite to draw? There we go. Buildings, cars, airplanes, anything that needs a ruler, a template, or a compass. Yeah. Okay? Love drawing organic materials. So if, let's say, well, it's like Bo says, hey, I want to draw Tarzan. I like drawing the Phantom because, okay, he's got a horse, which is difficult to draw, and a wolf. But he's in the jungle. I mean, gosh, I mean, you could maybe decide what you want to put in right off the top of your head, but sometimes it pays for me to just look through, get inspired by some photographs of actual foliage and whatever so I can put more stuff in there because the jungle is dense in certain areas. In certain areas, it's kind of sparse. So you have to kind of, you go with that, but you don't have to pull out any rulers. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And when you're drawing buildings and it but seems... it's all like, Photoshop now. Those guys, yeah, they get away with murder. On, on with buildings and yeah, stuff? Yeah, the backgrounds are provided. Yeah, you can do, you, there's a program called SketchUp, which you can download and you can just... I see guys, the thing is, is that I, you can recognize those guys right off the bat with the SketchUp because some of them don't know how to draw worth a damn for figures, but they know they can use SketchUp for their backgrounds. So you see <laughs> these beautiful backgrounds and you go, what happened to the guys in the foreground? Those guys are horrible. And then, of course, some, then they have a buddy who's really good at Photoshop and, and can almost be a professional colorist. And he'll dress the heck out of it, and then they'll decide to go ahead, maybe hire a professional to do the cover for them, okay? And uh, then they sell it, and they're proud of it. And then you look at the, and you go, oh, so and so did the cover. You look at the inside, and you go, ooh, the heck, you it's like know? A, it's like so, a singer who who uses auto tune kind of thing. Like they exactly. they sound great in the studio, but get them on con- in concert, and they just and for inking, there's a program, the manga, there's a manga program for inking that takes all the jitters out of your line. Yeah, and for 80 years, illustrators have been trying to get the jitters out of their lines. Really? To try to make a smooth line. And developing the skill that enables them to do that. Yeah. And still have a little bit of a jitter where it gives it character or whatever. And, yeah. But this thing is so perfect, this this machine, mm-hmm. that that, uh, it, that it looks more like a machine because all the lines never... Like takes away the it. element. It takes away that human element. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, Bo, is your least favorite thing to draw? Oh, people sitting around eating. Yeah. At a table. <laughs> yeah. Not these characters because they're not sitting. But I mean, you you think about a family like, sitting around a circular table. Yeah. When, when you're given that to draw, like Alex and I have both done advertising, we get a ton of. You're working for Bojangles Chicken. All of a sudden, everybody's everybody's at home with Grandpa, and and they're, and they're all eating chicken. And so now you got to set the table. Mm-hmm. Every glass is an ellipse. Every yeah. plate is an ellipse. Right. And it's the biggest pain. Oh, and yeah. then the, even worse than that is if you go, if you have to go inside a diner or a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And now you've got to draw all the booths in all perspectives. Booths. And there's people, angles, yeah. people are populating these booths, and you, you just have to sit there and draw all that stuff. And then, of oh, course, fun. they zoom in on the particular food on the plate yeah. and all that stuff. And you've got to be drawing forks and whatnot. And 
But I'm sure there's Photoshop for that. You can just pop it. Pop it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's perfect timing too, because we are we have we've hit our timer for these. So, Bo, if you will, let's go ahead and take a look at yours. <laughs> nice, right out of the first movie. Oh, he's cutting up that pizza. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. There All you right. go. And Alex, let's see what we got. Nice. Are good. <laughs> All right, can I get a show of hands for Alex's, please? One, two, and for Bo's piece. Four, five, whoop, four, five, six. We got a tie. <laughs> well, I'll break that tie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's uh, let's get a couple of winners named over here. Everyone, have your tickets ready. First one is four zero zero one nine six. Oh, she lost her ticket. <laughs> well, since nobody else is raising their hand, it yeah. could be it. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing it's not a lottery ticket. That's it. It is. All right. Oh, there you, there you go. <laughs> no, that's okay. All right. You can pick which one you want. <laughs> we have. We got this one. And for everyone that's won, I would just ask you guys to just hold back for stay here for just one second. We're about to wrap up, but I would love to get pictures of the winning of the pictures here. So. All right. And our next one is 400194. Ah, well, they All right. Yeah, uh, you, you wow. voted for me. Both of those you girls. You voted for me. You get mine. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> you rock, girl. Good taste. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, come back here. Come back here. What did you forget? Let me see that in your backpack. That, yeah, pull that out. <laughs> I got I to play a little song for y'all right now. Oh. <laughs> well, it's called My Good Friend Alex. And here I was about to wrap it up, but apparently we got a musical uh, number going on. I've never seen, is that just a you? Yeah. Oh, can I play it? I hope it's too. Now I have to. <coughs> okay, My granddaughter just, just picked up the ukulele at, 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 her, at her school. No better way to wrap up wrap up an artist artist duel with that. Did you guys have a good time today? Awesome. Thank you, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Alex. You guys were awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>